Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Detour to Neverland podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Wright, with your go-to podcast for interviews with Disney fanatics just like you. Now, let's sit back, relax, think happy thoughts, and take our Detour to Neverland with this week's episode. With us today is someone I'm so excited to chat with, Emil, who is part of the Disney Parks Mom panel and also on Instagram at Live in La Vida Disney. So, Emil, if you could introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your role at Disney Parks Moms Panel. Um, and, yeah, and thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, Brandon. Hi, everybody. So, my name is Emil. I live in Orlando currently. I was actually born and raised in Puerto Rico. Um, and I've been living here in Orlando for about three years. Uh, the Disney Parks Moms Panel thing has been an incredible journey. I moved here um was sort of playing with the idea of knocking on Disney's door. I have a background in entertainment. I spent about 10, 15 years in Nashville doing music stuff there. So that's kind of my background. And my husband and I joked about moving to Orlando like as a retirement dream, bucket list kind of stuff. He knows how much I love Disney. And we were sitting around our house one day and just said, why not live our best life now? So we literally picked up our whole family. I have two little ones and we decided to relocate and it's been crazy, but it was great. So long story short with the panel, I, um, because I'm such a Disney nerd, I do a lot of, you know, research and I'm just constantly keeping up with, you know, local blogs and Disney parks blogs and just watching the website and visiting often, especially living here, you know, having annual passes. Um, I was basically targeted by an algorithm on Facebook. True story. Um, I must have searched the, the panel at some point, you know, briefly. I didn't really know much about it. Um, my sister's a blogger, and she had told me about social media moms, the Disney social media moms. And um, anyway, so I get this ad in my Insta, in my uh, Facebook feed, uh, apply for the pa for the panel, and I'm like, what is this about? You know, so I click on it and blindly go through the process. Um, get selected, which was mind blowing on my first try. Um, and I learned more and more about this as I, you know, get to meet the panelists and learn more about what it's about and how long it's been around. But, um, so in 2016, I applied for the class of 17 and this year has been my second consecutive year with the panel. So that was a mouthful. That's a long, <laughs> a long, short story, but there you have it. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. So um, on a day-to-day -day basis, what does that look like to be part of the panel? Do you have questions coming your way and, and research? And I guess, of course, you also have to experience new things in Disney and also uh, stay up to date with all the new things happening. Yes, absolutely. And so that's kind of part of the gig. Um, and for us, for the panelists in general, we're such Disney nerds that it's not really a chore. We just happen to already, <laughs> you know, do the research and enjoy keeping up with Disney. Um, there is a quota that we need to meet um, on a weekly basis. And so that's kind of the assignment. Uh, there is a pool of questions that we can choose from. So we basically log in uh, to the panel site and look for questions that uh, for me personally, um, I do enjoy doing research. Like if somebody submits a really crazy question that I have no idea what they're talking <laughs> about, you know, you get to learn. But I prefer answering the ones where I have that personal experience because I think that's kind of what makes the panel unique. Um, we have moms, dads, just Disney experts from literally the globe. You know, there's moms from Brazil and Canada. There's moms and dads from Canada. 
Um, myself, you know, born and raised in Puerto Rico, I live here now, but we have bilingual panelists in English, Spanish, Portuguese, and French. Um, and the idea is for us to bring that personal experience into that answer where, you know, for example, one of the biggest things that I think is such an asset about the panel, we have some moms that have children with special needs and they're very passionate about helping other parents with kids with special needs, be able to enjoy the magic, um, just like any other family. And so they bring that insight and that experience into their answers. And it's just amazing. It truly adds just some legit pixie dust to people that might have some concerns and helps them, you know, navigate through those things. Absolutely. It's, and it just seems like so special where someone can legitimately post any kind of question, no matter how simple or how um, complex, and someone's going to be there to walk them through it and, and make sure that they have a good understanding to, to get the results that they want out of their vacation. vacation. So it, it just seems like you guys have a, such a, an authentic and, and great approach to helping people through Disney, which can be overwhelming at times for someone if you have you know a unique circumstance or, or if you haven't uh, been able to experience as, as much as other people. Correct. Yes. And that's exactly it. It's just wanting to make sure that people learn to love it as much as we do, because it's such a magical place. There's so many magical memories to be made with your family. And uh, it is it is overwhelming. You know, you're, you're looking at a place for me. I'm a Walt Disney World specialist. Um, and I do answer in Spanish as well for, for guests. Um, but we have Disneyland specialists. We have cruise line specialists. We have DVC specialists. And so all these people that have this unique understanding, like if I were to plan a, a vacation for Disneyland, you better believe I'm calling my Disneyland moms panelists <laughs> to <laughs> say, hey, help me out because, you know, I've been once or twice, but I'm just not fluent in Disneyland, you know, and, and they have all the tips and tricks. And so it, it works that way. We we help them just to navigate the the awesomeness that is Disney <laughs> as a whole. Awesome. It's interesting that you mentioned that you and your husband had had discussions about that that would be your retirement destination. And on a previous episode, I, I mentioned something similar to that. Me and my wife have that similar conversation now. So we, um, we're we in our mid-20s and we keep, you know, we had that discussion a couple of years ago and it's, oh, when we get to be 60, we'll we'll move to Disney World and get cast member jobs or, or do something <laughs> down there. And right. it seems like every single time we have that conversation, the, the number gets closer and closer and closer. So yes, there's just something that attracts, you know, a big Disney nerd or, or someone who loves Disney to, to be down there and be right in the middle of it and be able to experience it whenever you get that itch. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And it's such a different experience too. I remember driving my husband crazy because I'm such a planner. And so when we would do these vacations, you know, you just want to get the most out of your days at the parks and just, you know, just do it all. And it's really almost impossible. And so coming here as an annual pass holder and just getting to chill at the parks, it's unbelievable. It's still, I've been here three years. We just celebrated like our third year with annual passes and it doesn't get old to me. I, I still geek out when I like walk into Magic Kingdom Park and the music is going. And I, especially now, you know, when they change for fall and then they change for Christmas and you just get weepy. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but it is the coolest thing. And I, another thing that I adore, you know, when you, there's something about the Disney community. It seems like we just kind of find each other and we connect really well. And, um, you know, the mom's panelists vacation at Disney a lot. And so I often get the opportunity 
to meet up with them for like a quick lunch or whatever. And I used to joke, I remember living in Tennessee and sitting there and being like, man, wouldn't it be cool if it was just like your backyard and you could just go like, hey, we just had dinner. Let's go have an ice cream at Epcot or whatever. And we've actually gotten to do that. And it just geeks me out. I, just, I love it. I cannot complain. Yeah, I actually have a dream that I've shared with my wife multiple times that a similar aspect where I would love to just be down there and maybe I want to go on a walk and instead of walking through a neighborhood, hey, let's go to World Showcase and we'll just walk around World Showcase. And that just seems like so uh, such a perfect setting to have something big in your backyard. <laughs> it absolutely is. It's, it's insane, but it's so cool. Awesome. So I want to turn it back a little bit um, and tell me about kind of where your love for Disney started and how it evolved and grew over time to, to where you are today. Absolutely. So Disney parks specifically, when I was six years old, my grandmother took my sister and me on a trip, just us. Um, and we stayed at Disney's Contemporary Resort. And I, you know, when you're six years old, and you walk into this magical place that the, the monorail basically drives inside the hotel, and you can see this incredibly beautiful castle from your room, she hooked it up, we had theme park view, I remember this. And we were watching fireworks from our room. You could pipe in the music. It captivated me instantly. And so I, from that moment on, I was I was hooked. Um, also, you know, my generation was when Disney revamped their their movies. I don't know if revamped is the right word, but it was just kind of that that era where they were churning out the most epic, amazing now classics, you know, The Little Mermaid, The Lion King, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. I grew up on these movies. I grew up on the soundtracks. And so it's just ingrained in me. And uh, I don't know. I just, I, I all these memories, all these things. And, and now as a mom, getting to raise my kids um, with the same love for it and excitement and passion for, for what Disney does. You know, Disney's just... They just, they figured it out. I don't know. They, they've learned how to um, help families make those memories that are, there's just such a sentimental and emotional connect there that they have tapped into. And man, I just keep coming back for more. I drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I know in your bio on the uh, Disney Parks Moms Panel website, you talk about that your husband is also a Disney nerd. So was that independently or did you convert him or, or how did y'all, you know, decide to make Disney such a part of your lives together? He's definitely a convert. He's a convert. He did not grow up um, as much as a Disney nerd as I was. I mean, he's always loved. Um, I think my husband leads more on the Pixar side. Um, he, he actually wanted to kind of be an animator, a sketch artist when he was little. And so that that part for him has always been a love for him, you know, watching the animated movies and all that kind of stuff. But we, it's funny because we got married in April and I wanted to honeymoon at Disney, but so many of my friends discouraged it. They were like, dude, it's spring break. You're going to hate it. It's not romantic. And to this day, I regret not honeymooning at Disney. Like I, I joke with him. I'm like, I know we live here now, but we should do like another honeymoon. Maybe we'll do like Disneyland Paris or something sweet like that. I don't know. Um, so he's a convert, but uh, now... He just, I don't know, like, I feel like him learning from my nerdiness <laughs> and seeing the awesomeness, you know, and his favorite park is Epcot. It's a little bit more, like, mature, and he loves, you know, obviously World Showcase and uh, Food and Wine Festival going on right now is probably one of his favorites, just, like, eating through the world and uh, eating around the world and all that kind of stuff. So 
convert, but we do share it now. He does enjoy it. We love doing Disney date nights and uh, he, he, he drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> I offered it. He drank it. We're a team. It's all good. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm sure uh, he definitely appreciates you converting him at this point now. He does. He does. Cool. So um, since you were such a Disney fan before you joined the Moms panel, how has it changed kind of your approach to the parks? I'm sure the move factored into that as well. But now that you know when you're going to the parks that you need to, um, you know, of course, experience as many things as possible, but also be able to relay that information back to guests who are, are going to be walking in your shoes later on. That's a great question because it's so true. Now wearing the panelist hat, I do visit the parks a little bit differently, especially having been on the panel now for my second year. Um, just kind of recognizing those familiar questions that people have often and trying to find those good answers for them. So I do kind of turn my visits into a little bit of a research. I still like to enjoy because before then, I think I would just be 100%, you know, just being there as a guest taking it all in and just enjoying it almost like, you know, autopilot, you know, your favorite attractions and you just go to those. And now I definitely try to do things that I've never done before. I try to learn more about things that maybe um, my family isn't necessarily something that they would gravitate towards, but I know that it's something that we could highlight as panelists, you know, as a, as a fun experience. Um, I'm actually super excited. I'm getting ready to do for the first time the behind the magic tour uh in october and so stuff like that that i probably maybe wouldn't have done before but now i'm like insanely excited insanely excited awesome so something that i've talked with people about um and i think it may be something that people are curious about in this disney community especially people who are thinking about making the plunge and and moving closer to a park whether it be any of the parks what has it been like seeing uh, your children grow up in the parks? Do you think that it will lose the magic over time? I assume your answer is no, but what has it been like <laughs> to see them kind of evolve and get to experience the parks on a regular basis? Um, for me as a mom, I adore it. Um, my annual pass includes the photo pass pictures. And so getting to see them through the years, growing in front of those iconic places, you know, Cinderella Castle and whatnot. I love it. My, I have a 10 year old and he, um, he's getting to that tween stage where he's like, Oh mom, Disney again. And I'm like, listen, kid, that's blasphemy. Better not. <laughs> um, my daughter's five. So she's still, you know, she's still, when she meets the characters, it lights her up and it makes me so happy. I think deep down my, my son loves it. Um, he's just going through that cool face and yeah, you know, when, when it's your backyard, it just does become a little bit more ordinary. Not that Disney would ever, ever be ordinary, but if that makes any sense, you know, they're just kind of used to it. It's not that, you know, butterflies in your stomach when you walk into Main Street USA for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, but what I, I think that is interesting is that I feel like my kids are not going to be impressed by anything in life because their standards are so stinking high. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know, if they ever see fireworks elsewhere, like 4th of July, anywhere else, they're going to be like, where's the music? Like, where's the lights? Where's my laser show? What's happening? <laughs> you know? So that'll be an interesting dynamic as they get older. But, uh, you know, I've met people that have grown up here in Orlando that still absolutely love it. And they tell stories about you know, being kids and growing up with Disney in their backyard, they still go, they're still pass holders, they're still super nerdy. So I, I hope my kids turn out that way. I have a feeling my daughter for sure will be that person. 
Um, we'll see what happens with my son. We'll see. I think he'll love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I think it's natural for a lot of kids to go through that, you know, tween stage where it's not as cool. But uh, and I went through that stage because we went about every year growing up. And I reached like the middle school age where it wasn't cool anymore. And then high school, going back and getting to experience it closer to adulthood, it just shed light on all the things that we had missed being as children. So I'm sure there's kind of that natural drawback and then, and then you get drawn back in as you get to experience it as you're older. Absolutely. And I have a feeling that when Star Wars, you know, Galaxy's Edge opens, forget it. He's just going to be because even with Toy Story Land. Like, he's begging me to go on Slinky Dog, you know, Dash every day. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> we don't have a Fast Pass right now. I'm not waiting in that line. But, uh, <laughs> no, but he, he loves it. He really does. And and I know he's excited about the up and coming. And it's cool, too, because, like, the Disney first. I, I blog a little bit about that with my daughter getting to be tall enough for soaring or tall enough for whatever and getting to see them do it for the first time. It's almost like, you know, when you see your kid do something for the first time, it's super exciting. But for us, it's like, oh my gosh, we got to do this at Disney for the first time. So it, it is a little different, but equally magical, equally just super special. Awesome. So something I'm interested in is you mentioned that your sister's a blogger and that ad just kind of randomly popped up on your Facebook page. If, if you could go back, do you think if that ad had never popped up and you never got introduced to the mom's panel, do you think you still would have gravitated towards when you made the move towards doing some sort of Disney content creation or, you know, putting it on your Instagram or a blog or anything like that? Yes. Matter of fact, my live in La Vida Disney, I started before the panel. Um, I had started it. It was going to be a hobby. You know, it was just going to be a, a, a fun blog because I live here because I have that access. Um, and, and maybe that's why I got targeted. I have no idea to be honest. Um, but uh, I think it's mainly just Google algorithms and that kind of stuff where you search Disney so many times <laughs> that they're like, this is the perfect candidate. Um, no, but I had, I had started it prior, prior to it. So, and I, I've, it, it's kind of taken a little bit of a back burner for me next year with the panel, the way that it works, you're able to, to be a panelist for two years back to back, and then you have to take a mandatory break. So this next year, I actually am going to be um, sitting it out, which will be kind of, kind of sad a little bit I'm sure I'm gonna miss it um and hopefully I can I can return after that um but so this coming year I'm hoping to kind of revamp and and pick up where I left off so continue uh with my Disney passion and nerdiness and putting the stuff the content out there that I can yeah absolutely so it's definitely a great time for all of our listeners to go jump over to your Instagram give you a follow over there uh, since you will yes. yeah since you'll have more <laughs> time to to be putting on that page and you have so much Disney, uh, a wealth of knowledge, so I'm sure everybody would love to to have some of that shed off on them. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. I try. I try. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, that uh, those were all great conversations. I, I appreciate you so much for explaining the, the role of the Parks panel, uh, the Moms panel, um, and kind of how your love for Disney evolved. The next thing I'd love to jump into is our lightning round, which we play with every guest. Um, we'll just throw out some Disney topics and you can just share kind of the first thing that comes to your mind and we'll, and we'll get your take on some of these Disney items. All right. You're making me nervous, but let's do it. <laughs> All right. So the first one's an easy one. Warm you up. Just name the Disney parks that you have visited. Oh, my goodness. So uh, obviously, uh, Magic Kingdom Park, Epcot, uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, Disney's Animal Kingdom, uh, Disney's California Adventure, and Disneyland. I haven't been overseas at any Disney parks yet. <laughs> and, yeah. and which one is your favorite and why? 
Uh, Magic Kingdom, hands down. Nostalgia out the yin yang. I just, it takes me back to being six years old and being there for the first time every time. Can't beat that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Disney bucket list trip. Um, you know, my brother lives in Japan, so I so want to do Tokyo Disney with him. I am like, we've actually talked about it. Um, and so I, I so want to do that. And he's been to, to Disney sea, uh, and he loved it. So he's, he's trying to get me out there. We're, we're trying to figure out how we're going to make that happen. I feel like with, uh, especially Tokyo right now, it's, um, a little bit of a predicament. Do you go now and experience the park as it is now, or do you wait for all the expansions to get done? Or I guess the better answer is to go now and go later. Yes, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So uh, next would be your favorite Disney resort. Um, this one's interesting, and I think this will change. I love, 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 love Art of Animation. Disney's Art of Animation. And I say that it might change only because of my kids' ages. Uh, but I don't know. I still love it. I love, I remember staying there for the first time. And like I had said earlier, my husband is a fan of animation and drawing and all that kind of stuff. And he was just blown away, you know, walking through the main uh, reception center, uh, nomenclature, I'm failing right now, whatever it's called, <laughs> where you check in. Um, but just seeing, you know, how they have in the walls, they have all those sketches and they have that lamp with those original sketches. It, and then Getting to see your favorite characters, you know, larger than life, decorating the whole place. Um, you know, Disney's Imagineers, they just did not skip a beat on the theming at that resort. It is magical, magical. But um, the deluxe resorts, you know, you can't beat those. You can't beat Theme Park View. And so, I don't know, a tie between Art of Animation and Disney's Polynesian, Polynesian mm-hmm. <laughs> Village Resort. Awesome. Yeah, and I feel like the food court um, in the Art of Animation is such an underrated spot. There are so many different... Um, offerings that that I feel like a lot of times get overlooked by people. Agreed, agreed. Oh my gosh, yes. Landscape of flavor. See, I got that yeah, one right. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I got the names. I got the names. <laughs> Sometimes they escape my head, but they're in there somewhere. <laughs> awesome. So next would be your favorite ride or attraction. Splash Mountain. Without hesitation. And again, it's just vintage Disney. It's perfect. You got the music, you got the thrill, but it's not a huge thrill. You got the animatronics, you know, that go back. And it's one of those attractions that I remember riding as a kid and just giggling through all the little drops and just, ugh, I love it. I, you know, adore it. Splash Mountain. Your favorite snack? Favorite snack? Ah, dude, no, there is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe go-to snack is a better way to word it. You know, Florida is so hot that I always gravitate towards the Dole Whip. But mind you, Dole Whip swirl. I love it with the vanilla at the pineapple and I at, uh, at the poly. Um, yeah, let's just go with that. It's just a staple. I love it. Maybe to narrow it down, especially appropriate for this time of year, like a, a favorite Halloween or fall time snack. Fall time snack. Oh, caramel apple. Yum. <laughs> Although they have them year round, as you know, but there's something about caramel apples in fall. It reminds me of Tennessee. Yeah, for sure. So next would be your favorite restaurant. Oh my gosh, you're killing me. I love Boma. I love Boma. Boma is just so unique and so great. Um, but there's too many. I actually dined at Car- California Grill for the first time um, recently. And wow, blown away. The views, the food, the atmosphere. I mean, wow. 
but I don't know. Boma is just cool because it's so different. You don't you don't get that kind of stuff everywhere. Yeah, Boma. I I honestly think I could eat all three meals at Boma and never right? get tired of it. Yes. I, it holds a special place in our heart. Uh, after we got in, my wife and I got engaged in Magic Kingdom. We went to Boma for dinner that night, and then I also uh-huh. studied abroad uh, for a month or so in South Africa. So a lot of those flavors that I really fell in love with in South Africa, Boma is able to to bring those, and and so. I, Boma is, is my favorite as well. Oh, that's fantastic. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we actually set it up where uh, Catherine, my wife, she thought that it was just her and I in Orlando. Um, and so we walked into the Animal Kingdom uh, main lobby, or the Animal Kingdom Lodge main lobby, and there was my family and her family there, and we all went and had just the most amazing dinner at Boma. So uh, that's something that I, that I think it'll always be near the top of our list just for the, the sentimental value. Oh, man, I love that. That sounds epic. How cool. <laughs> so next would be, I imagine you're, you're, you might say I'm killing you on this one too, but your favorite Disney movie. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ah. I mean, Little Mermaid. Ah, Little Mermaid. It's so funny because during the the interview process for the panel, um, there's multiple rounds, and one of the rounds, if you make it through, is a phone interview. And one of the people um, in leadership in Disney, they asked, and you know, you're so nervous, you hear like half of it right, and I don't even know. But they asked like, what character, any character you identify with most? And for some reason, my brain registered princess. I don't <laughs> know why. And so here I am, you know, a 38-year-old mom, Disney nerd, and my answer was Ariel. And then I'm like, why did I say, like, she is a 16-year-old mermaid (laughs) that falls in love with a prince she doesn't know. But I don't know. Ariel is just ingrained in my childhood, you know. (laughs) So that's my embarrassing panel story for the day for you. Well, to empathize a little bit, whenever you spoke that question out loud, I thought of it in my own brain. And my, I immediately went to Carl Fredrickson. So I'm a mid twenties and, and answered as Carl Fredrickson. So I guess Disney characters have no age limits. I guess not. But you know what? You know, Mrs. Incredible would have been a better bet. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Helen Parr, give me a break. No, Ariel. Let's go with Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So next would be your favorite song. Favorite song, part of your world. Favorite Disney quote. I love, uh, and I'm probably going to mess it up because you're putting me on the spot, but I love the quote in Mulan. Uh, what is it? The the flower that blooms later. <laughs> I'm messing it up so bad. I should Google this. Hold on. The flower that blooms in adversity is the most rare and beautiful of all. I think that's right. Yes, I Googled I right? it as well, and I think you got it. Yay, me. <laughs> <laughs> That is just such a powerful quote. Oh, my goodness. I love it. It is so true. Awesome. So next would be your favorite Disney memory. Favorite Disney memory was um, Disney Parks memory specifically. Visiting with my family, mom, dad, and siblings in 1994 or 5. I'm not 100% sure. You know, growing up, my parents were never super lovey-dovey. And just kind of seeing my mom and dad getting into that Disney vibe and holding hands and gushing, you know, walking through the streets of, of, you know, the Walt Disney World Resort. And 
it was really special too because this is back when I'm not sure why, but it just wasn't super crowded at all. Matter of fact, it was probably just dead. And that visit, you know, we I was living in Puerto Rico with my family, so we we flew in. It was very magical, just kind of getting on a plane and getting transported to this magical place. We stayed at the Grand Floridian, so forget it. And it was early January, so the Christmas decorations were still up. It was chilly outside. The whole thing was just, oh, forget it. It was a moment in time that I just captured in my head and in my heart, and I will just cherish forever. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. That was, yeah. uh, that's an outstanding memory. Yes. <laughs> so that concludes our lightning round. Um, so we Woo-hoo. just have one last question, and it's something I want to ask all my guests um, to specifically speak to the listeners who are need some sort of piece of parting guidance of someone who's looking to make a change or um, detour in their life to make Disney part of their personal life or career. What would your advice to that person be? You know, you you have to be brave and take that leap of faith if it's something that you really feel confident that you want to do. But use wisdom as well. You know, Orlando is a tourist town. And so just make sure that you're researching uh, what you do for a living, that you can mimic that here, find a spot here. Um, Disney, if your dream is to be a cast member, it is very competitive because it's an incredible company to work for. And so just uh, dot your I's, cross your T's, do your homework, ask around. I'm not the only one that's done this crazy move. Um, I, I, I know many people that have, you know, started a new career and taken massive uh, leaps of faith. Uh, matter of fact, there's another friend of mine from Nashville that his heart was so set on this and he started at the bottom. I'm talking about a man with a family. He started at, you know, entry level. He got lucky. He ended up getting placed uh, at a resort hotel. He has now been awarded um, since the Legacy Award, which is the cast members that you see with the blue name tag, which is an incredible honor. I want to say that it's like less than 3% of the cast member staff um, have those are, are honored with that award. He has basically climbed the ladder, has done management positions. And recently he is in a new leadership position doing, uh, the signature services. So like when you stay at club level type stuff, he's doing management for that. And I might not have those details exactly right, but all that to say it's possible, um, it's worth it. You know, we, we live this life that people look at us and say, wow, it's amazing. Not to say that it doesn't come with, with challenges. It's life. You're still living life. You're still, your kids are still going to school and you still got to pay your bills. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But it's definitely doable and I don't regret it for one day. Not one day. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's outstanding advice. And thank you so much for sharing that. The, I think the main thing that we all need to take out of that is that Disney loves people from Nashville. So if you're from Nashville, <laughs> you got a leg up. Apparently so. If not, Apparently so. <laughs> yeah, if not, you need to take a pit stop in Nashville and then, and then go down to Orlando. Hey, that's always a good idea. And get some hot chicken while you're there. <laughs> oh, yeah. For our Nashville listeners, what is the best hot chicken place? Yeah. You know, I don't even think Hattie V's was open when I was there. We moved mm-hmm. away in 2015. Mm-hmm. It might have been there. I don't think I ever went. So I'm not I'm not a good, I don't know that I'm a good advocate about this, but I think <laughs> because it's the most popular, just check out Hattie B's. Am I yeah. right? I mean, you're, you're close by. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Hattie B's. Um, Prince's is the real authentic one, um, but but you can't go wrong with either of them. 
Yes. My my advice with Nashville folks is Pancake Pantry. Get there early. Get some pancakes. Oh, enjoy yeah. downtown. That place is the bomb. I love Pancake <laughs> Pantry. Awesome. Well, Emil, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we can't thank you enough for sharing all your wisdom and your guidance um, and sharing your Disney story. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners before we head out? No, it's been a pleasure. Actually, there is. Let me give a plug. So if anybody's interested in the panel, we are actually starting search really, really soon. So momspanelsearch.com is a website for information. The search will open September 5th um, at noon, and it will close September 12th at noon. So you will have one week to check out the questions that you need to submit, check your grammar, check your nomenclature, which that's basically a fancy way of saying Disney official names. Um, no shortcuts there. Make sure you're writing it as Disney writes it. Um, so yeah, uh, September 5th through the 12th, like I said, I need to be, I need to take a break this next year. So they're going to be looking for, uh, the class of 2019 to make some magic for guests visiting the parks. Thank you. And everybody, if you have any questions, I'm sure Emil, can they reach out to you if they have any questions about uh, applying? Sure. sure thing. Yes, absolutely. It's my, it's my pleasure to help as I can. Awesome. Well, everybody go visit the Disney parks, man, Disney parks, mom's panel, um, and also visit Emil's page at live in La Vida Disney. Um, so Emil, thank you so much and we'll chat soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of detour to Neverland. Please feel free to reach out to me at DetourToNeverlandPod at gmail.com and visit our website, DetourToNeverland.com. There you can find the link to our Facebook discussion group and read our blog with trip reports, tips and tricks, and reviews from the parks. Make sure you subscribe to never miss an episode and drop us an iTunes review with any feedback or suggestions. See you next week for our next episode.